is going on, you guys? My name is Mark. I'm pumped to be with you. And I want to tell you a dancing story. So everyone, everyone's got to just hang on. Just be quiet for a second, okay? So, like, in a couple years, there's going to be something at your school. It's going to be called homecoming. And you're going to have the chance... You guys, I got to tell the story, but you're all like talking, your friend. I don't know, you're excited. Okay, listen. I was going to do the Michael Jackson kick right there. Okay. Okay. So at this particular dance, and I'll show you a picture of me and my girlfriend, Rachel. Oh, come on. 1992, up in the house, okay? So me and some of my best friends, we, we took our dates. We, some of them, they just went with friends, and we went to this Asian restaurant where they cook the food right in front of you. How many people have been to a restaurant like that before, right? And they're doing all the, okay? And the food was amazing, and then we ended up going back to the school. The dance was in the gym. And, and we start dancing. You know, do you guys want to see some moves from the 90s? Oh, thank you very much. Seven people enjoyed that. Now, listen. To a backflip. So, a lot of times at these dances, when, when somebody was really good at dancing, not like me, but when someone was really good, they, they would start dancing, and then, like, this circle would form, and, like, the person would be in the middle, and then, like, they would kind of go and kind of freestyle for a while, and they come out to the outside, and then, like, other people will be, like, around the circle and try to, like, get their friend to go in there and kind of do their own thing, you know, you know just, like... Do, do all this kind of stuff. And so that was happening all throughout the night. Now, my, my girlfriend Rachel and I, it became one of those moments where it was like a slow jam. Slow song. So you're like, all right. And so like you're dancing to the slow song, okay? When I see you smile, I can face the world. Whoa, you know I can do anything. So that was the song that I was playing. And I look over, this is a true story, okay? And I look over to my friend, and he's dancing with his girlfriend. And he opens up his mouth, and he vomits all over her. And the couple dancing next to them. And we were like, we were like, Chris. And he was like. And like, people kind of took him, and they kind of went off to the locker room. Now, because someone just blew chunks, I, I call them chunky chunks. It blew the chunky chunks on the ground. What ends up happening when someone blows chunky chunks on the ground? Everyone all of a sudden was like, you guys, Chris just threw up these blue chunky chunks like over there. What? No, are you serious? Like, come over. And there's like this huge circle around the chunky chunks. And you guys, there was like this one 
girl who just thought that she was like the bee's knees. She just thought that she like had all the moves that she could just cruise. You know what I'm talking about? And she saw this opportunity because she's like, oh, there's a circle over there, a dance circle. And so she was like, and she comes over and like, I saw the whole thing. She almost like pushed, you know, like opening up the door so that she could like come in to the circle, you know. And true story, you guys, she stepped in and slipped and fell on her back into the chunky chunk. <laughs> yes, yes. And we were all like, oh. That's a true story from my childhood. You see, I'm going to get back to the story a little bit later. But you guys, in that moment, Chris wasn't enjoying the slip and slide moment. He was in the locker room just embarrassed, just kind of, you know, humiliated. Uh, we don't know if it was food poisoning. That's what we kind of thought it was. And so I'm going to get back to the story in a little bit, kind of what happened in that, in that locker room. But we're starting a brand new series, and I brought this board up here because I want to uh, draw some circles to describe you. So first of all, this is you. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Oh, good. Okay. Now, around you are some people in your life. We're going to call, we call these your friends. And so I don't know how many of you, I don't know how many of you maybe have like a best friend or, you know, you maybe have like two or three best friends, but then we would just put, listen, these two best friends are closest to you, closest in proximity, but then maybe, you know, out here, you are a part of some group or some team or some sport you have some activity that you do, and there are some friends that you have there. They're not maybe like your best friends, but like you're with them all the time, right? And then, you know, there's like a certain class that you're a part of, and um, you've been in some, some group projects with some of these people, and um, they're not acquaintances. You, you actually like know their name. You know some things about them, and it's like we just kind of can keep going further and further out. But the reason why I'm telling you this is because I believe, listen, that these people right here are so important to your life. And I want to show you this quote up on the screen. It says, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Now turn to the person next to you and and tell them what you think that means. Because that's kind of a, 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 a a big kind of statement. Okay, hey, small group leaders, I'd love for you to add that to your small group questions and discuss that when you guys get to small groups, okay? Shh. Listen, for some of you, you're like, oh, that's just a big statement. Shh. That like you old people, you know, like to say. And I'll just tell you this. We're still saying it Shh. because this statement continues to prove to be true. That the more that you spend with that, you know, 
tight group of people, you know, these friends that are right here, the more that you become like them, the more that you act like them, the more that you talk like them. I remember that there was this season where I was around this one guy, and he used to always say the letters BS. Okay, like, oh, man, that's so, okay, right? Okay. And, no, listen, shh. Hey, if I swore in my house, if, if I even said the word sucks in my house, my mom would take that pump soap and she would pump it into my mouth. Five pumps into my mouth. One, two, and I have to just like keep it in my mouth. You guys, I would have that, that taste in my mouth for the rest of the day. Okay, listen. So I'm around this, this friend of mine and he's always saying those initials, you know, BS. And all of a sudden, there was this moment where I disagreed with my parents and I was like, that's BS. And I was like, 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 I've never said that before. I know that's a statement that I can't say, but then why would that pop out of my mouth? Because the more time you spend with all of these people right here, the more that they have influence over you, the more that, they, that you're starting to talk like them, act like them, and be like them. And so, listen, this series is all about making sure that you've chosen these kind of friends and relationships that can help you to grow, that can actually be saying the right things, doing the right things, being in the right places. Because here's the thing, Westwood, listen. Shh. Kevin was up here talking about making disciples and, and about being followers of Jesus. And, and it's really important. There are people, I know in, in this room, but even just when think about outside this room, that don't know about the hope, the love, the grace, the forgiveness, the acceptance of Jesus. And God does this crazy thing, is, is that he is, is going to let us be the plan to help tell all of those people all of those good things that you can experience right now or that you've already experienced. And so listen, you need to spend time with the right people so that you can become the right person. And, and we're going to be in this series because, because eventually we want you to start telling people about this grace and this forgiveness and this acceptance of Jesus Christ. And you know what? Listen, if you're a jerk, no one's going to listen to you. You know what? If you're cocky, you don't have much of a platform. If you're mean all the time, you're not going to be able to tell a message of love that Christ has for them. So this is really, really important. There's this passage of scripture that Jesus talks about. And there are four biographies of Jesus. Okay, those are the life of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Everyone say, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay, and we're going to look at Luke, okay? So look at this passage right here. Look at this passage. It says, do to others as you would like them to do to you. Now this is, and it seems so simple. Shh. This is maybe something that you hear your parents say a lot of times. This is one of the greatest spiritual principles that Jesus shared with his disciples. He said, treat others the way you want to be treated. And there's so often, I know, that there are times, let's say in school, where someone's doing something, acting a certain way, 
bugging a certain group of people, and you're just like, right? And like you just, it, it, is, it is really hard, and you just wish they would treat you the way that they would want to be treated. Because if you were to turn around and do the exact same to them, you know that like a fight would start or that you all would get in trouble. And so this principle, man, is just so, so true. I remember this one time. There was a friend of mine who would always bully me in the hockey locker room. I played right wing uh, most of my my life growing up uh, in middle school and high school. And the goalie, the goalie, his name was Chris, would make fun of my stuttering. He'd be like, hey, 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 Mark, 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 what's up? up?" Because sometimes I had a little bit of a stutter. And it was, like, really hurtful. And I just wanted to, like, just, you know, get him back or just like kick him in the teeth and you know it's like but he had his goalie mask on so I couldn't so I know but I remember this this one time my dad said Mark instead of instead of trying to get back at him treat him the way that you would want to be treated and I was just like okay I'll try it so he was like hey 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 Mark hey 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 you know and I was like Chris man you played an incredible game yesterday because we were at practice the next day and he just kind of looks at me and he goes, oh, thanks. Hey, yeah, you played a great game too. And all of a sudden, like, our, like the whole conversation flipped just because I took that first step and treated him the way that I wanted to be treated. So here are some suggestions. Put this list up on the screen. You know, you're going you're gonna to text others as you would want to be texted. Right, like so some of you have gotten into a texting conversation with someone, shh, and it hasn't gone very well. Text them the way that you would want to be texted. Invite others as you want to be invited. Include others as you would want to be included. See others as you want to be seen. Talk to others as you would want to be talked to. Post about others in the way you'd want to be posted about too. I mean, one of the coolest things that I've seen on social media is when it's someone's birthday, like people post pictures of their friends from past experiences saying happy birthday to their friends on social. And I just love that. And then like somebody else sees that they posted about that person whose birthday it was, and then they're like, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to post too. And all of a sudden, one person has six, seven, eight, ten kind of shout outs from people, and Man, when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, I want people to do that for me. But you know what? Here's the key, you guys. You need to start doing it first to them. So you can't control what people are going to do and say and, and act, but you can control how you act and talk and, and interact with people. Put up the, the next quote. Be the kind of friend you want in your circle. Be the kind of friend that you want in your circle, and you're going to have to take the first step. So I had this friend in middle school, and this is one of the hardest moments of my life in middle school. He and I used to lift weights together. We were on the hockey team together, on the football team together. And all of a sudden, one day, I walked up to him at his locker, and he just turned his back on me. And he just started to get this stuff in his locker, and then he walked away. And I was like, Mike. And he just kept walking. It was so hurtful. And it was almost like he wasn't my friend anymore. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I said. But I, but I couldn't control what 
he did and how he responded. And so there were other times where I come up to the locker again, he still just turned his back on me, and I was like, okay, I, I get the clue. But whenever there was a moment where I could be like, hey, Mike, what's up? Or, um, you know, during a practice or something, you know, like I, I wouldn't like withhold the puck, you know, or not pass it to him. I tried to be a good teammate. I tried to take that first step. You can't control the way that people are going to respond to you, but you can control what you do and what you say. So my friend Chris Keenan, here's this, this last story. Let me just wrap this up. My friend Chris, you know, here he is. He's just had one of the most embarrassing moments of his life happen at the homecoming dance, and he's in the locker room. And I saw my friend Steve walk over to him. He's sitting on the locker room bench and just put his arms around him, just kind of like a friend would. And it's incredible because, you guys, Chris had, like, throw up all over him. I mean, it was disgusting. It smelt disgusting. And my friend Steve, he walked over, and, like, and like I saw the whole thing. He, he walked over. He sat down next to him, and he put his arm around him. And, and, I, and I'm walking right here. The only thing I feel like I could do as a friend was to come along the side of the other, the other side of the bench, step over the bench, and sit down next to him, too. It's like... Steve understood what it meant to be a friend. He took that first step. He sat next to Chris because that's what a good friend would do. You got to take the first step for these people in your life. And then so often what happens is the rest, you can influence and the rest will start to follow. The rest will start to do the same things that you can do by the strength and the power that God can give you. And so let me ask you this as we close. What kind of friend are you? What kind of friend are you? Instead of focusing on all the bad qualities of maybe some of the friendships that you have, how are you in those relationships? What kind of a friend are you? Even with your best friends, maybe, maybe even with these friends in this kind of third tier or fourth tier. Hey, listen, be the same person here at church. Be the same person at your sport or theater or activity. Be the same person at school. Be that friend who takes that first step who does the loving act, who does the caring act, who does the right thing, who, who does the thing that I believe that Jesus would do. I don't know if you remember the story where, where Jesus, you know, all, all the disciples kind of walked in and, and no one offered to wash Jesus' feet. It was this common practice that because the roads were so dusty and they, and, and they had their sandals on, that, that when you came into someone's home, there sometimes would be um, someone there who would wash your feet before you would eat a meal. And all the disciples just kind of walked right by and didn't even think about washing their master's feet, Jesus' feet. And so Jesus then got that bucket of water and that towel, and he knelt down on, on both of his knees, and he started to wash his disciples' feet. You know, here he's in a, a posture of, of serving others, of caring for others, of thinking of others first. And that's what I believe that Westwood students need to be like. You can make a huge difference if you act like that. Not many students, listen, are going first in doing the right thing, are going first in saying the kind word, are going first in doing the loving act. Why? Because it takes intentionality. It takes some effort. It takes you kind of... Stopping your own agenda and, and stepping into the agenda of this person who's maybe in need, who maybe needs help, or maybe just needs a good friend. Everybody close your eyes. Bow your heads. 
So we thank you, God, so much that, that you set the example. Shh. That you set the example of what it's like to be a friend, to serve people, to love people, to care for people. And, God, I just pray right now that each one of us would take that first step in all of our friendships and we would be the one to say the kind word. We would be the one to do the thoughtful thing. We would be the one to stand with our friend. God, I pray this for each person that they'd have an opportunity to take that first step, to be that kind of a friend. And God, we want to do it to bring you honor and glory. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Okay, now listen.